And I'm Bianca, full-time member of the Beehive. And this is She's in a Pod. Hello beautiful people and welcome to the latest episode of the She's in a Pod podcast. Where you'll be joined by me. Yep, that's right, it's just me today. Which is kind of weird because I'm so used to being with the two girls and bouncing off ideas. But yeah, you've only got me today. So... <laughs> But don't worry, I'll make sure your time here is worthwhile because we'll be going into some deep topics. So grab a drink, some snacks, and let's get started. So I'm sure you can tell by the title that we'll be talking about mental health. And it's probably something that you've been seeing around lately because of Mental Health Awareness Week and World Mental Health Day as well. So there's quite a few things that's been happening. And then also, for me personally, because I work in mental health as an occupational therapist, that's also probably what prompted me to speak about this topic. It's quite a passionate um, topic of mine, and it's really something that I love talking about, and I really want to create more awareness um, to as well. So... For those that don't know, I'm an occupational therapist. I work in mental health in a psychiatric hospital, specifically a forensic setting, but that's only because I also work with people who have index offences. And I basically help them with the transition into the community, or if they're not ready for the community, I help them basically with rehab. And we do a lot of clinical assessments and just a lot of therapy really for them Um, as you can imagine they've experienced a lot especially if they have a more severe mental illness but then I also work with people who have more milder mental illness like could be anything from depression anxiety I work with people who have schizophrenia personality disorder different forms of psychosis and much more So yeah, I think that mental health is something that we need to be talking about more. I'm aware that there are a lot of organisations out there that talk about mental health, but I still feel like there's a stigma attached to it. And there's, I don't know, it's we're probably still like finding it a bit awkward to talk about. It's a difficult conversation, I can imagine. And I think that the only way we're going to see change in certain places is if we actually talk we actually like talk about it but yeah I really want to talk about mental health in the workplace just because I've had a lot of friends recently and myself I guess as well who have spoken about the struggles of working or the struggles of finding a job or just anything related to the workplace really because as you can imagine it's stressful even if you really love your job like it can be quite stressful and mentally draining so I read an article um if I can find it again oh yeah so I read an article it was on the cnbc.com website and it was titled half of millennials and 75 percent of gen Zers, so generation z's 
quit their jobs for mental health reasons. And it surveyed around 1,500 people over the ages of 16, which went right up to the oldest age in the workforce. So yeah, quite surprisingly, 75% of the Gen Zers, so that's between 18 to 22, and half of the millennials, so between 23 and 28, said that they left their jobs partially due to mental health reasons. And it's interesting when you compare that to the baby boomers who are between the ages of 55 and 72, 73. Their numbers were said to be the lowest and only 10% of people said that they left their job because of mental health related reasons. I don't know. I found this really interesting because I feel like those people, so generation and millennials we make up a huge percent of people leaving the workforce right now because of their mental health and I don't know I think there's definitely several reasons as to why there's several layers that you'd have to uncover and everyone has different circumstances and I also know that there might be mixed views on this um there are some people out there that just don't feel like it's necessary for somebody to leave their job just because of that But I'm of the belief that if you find something is not serving you, you don't have to be tied to it. Of course, we have responsibilities, um, such as paying our bills and everything else. But at the end of the day, your health is priority. Like, you cannot come and kill yourself. It's just a non-negotiable. Like, if I was working somewhere that was causing me to become ill, like, let's say it was directly, God forbid, affecting my kidneys or lungs or gaining a disease people would literally jump up and say oh you need to leave don't worry there's plenty more from of where that came from and there's why are you staying in this job sort of thing without any hesitation or doubt they would say that most likely but when it comes to mental health people are almost dismissive of that term and they would most likely say this person's being irresponsible or they're being selfish and not thinking about the long-term future. Well, I have news for you guys. Your health is your long-term future. And just like you're physically investing in it, mentally, you should be too. Like I said in the beginning, we have to see mental health in the same way that we see physical health. We cannot ignore the fact that this is detrimental to our well-being. It's detrimental. And it's just something that we can't ignore anymore. And I know, like I said before, it's being spoken about more often, like in the media, with organisations, putting up events, people going to schools. So I'm not dismissing the fact that there isn't work being done. But I just think, especially in the workforce, this is just something that is still on a hush-hush you know, even if even though HR's there, occupational health, like it's still on a hush hush level. But anyways, that's just something that I really wanted to highlight. And I'm assuming that a number of listeners are currently working or applying for jobs. Maybe some people find it more easier than others, or there might be some people who are wanting to leave their jobs and start a business, not just for financial freedom, but also for the freedom from their mental burden that comes with the current job so anyways just don't forget to protect yourself and that's in your head as well as out of it 
and protecting yourself, your well-being should be your number one priority. But anyways, I don't really want to lecture at you. Let's just get straight into some of the tips that I have thought of that I apply to myself as well on a daily basis. And just a disclaimer, I'm not saying that this will take away all your troubles. It won't, but it might help you manage it and it might help take off the burden of, you know, carrying this around. So anyways, let's get straight into it. So the first one is to get yourself a support system. I think it's important to have a few trusted people that you can turn to and talk to. And I say a few people because making one person in isolation your support system is very unsustainable. And It puts a lot of pressure on that one person and it's asking a lot. I know I've been in that situation a few times where I would never say no and I still won't say no because I always try to be there for people. But sometimes, especially if it becomes excessive and it's more frequent than you would like, it does become... Don't really want to say a burden, but it does have an impact on the person on the receiving end. So I think sometimes you do have to make sure there's a good balance between how much of yourself you're giving out, especially if you're like me and you're working in a setting that's already mentally challenging. So once you come out of work, you don't want to have to face the same things on a daily basis. And it's not being selfish, it's just making sure you put yourself first, you know? So that's my first tip. The second one would be check in with how you're feeling. It's so easy to get caught up in the daily grind of life and just be completely oblivious to how you're actually feeling. I mean, we only often check our feelings when we're extremely high or extremely low. But that place in between is really important. And it's important to do those self-check-ins every now and again, just to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. Number three, of things as a crutch. And I can relate to this so much. These things can include food, Netflix, relationships, literally anything that you could be doing excessively. Just make sure to keep an eye on those things and um just make sure you're doing everything in moderation because it's really important to remember that too much of anything can cause you harm especially when it's just a temporary escape because eventually you're gonna have to face whatever you're running away from and it might not be a pretty sight if you're ill-prepared so instead of using things as a crutch to mask the pain of what you're going through try to look at what the root cause is and tackle that It's not going to be easy, but in the long run, it will be better for you, especially in helping you build those coping mechanisms and help you prepare for any more challenges that you may have on the way. Because let's face it, like we live in a world like everything isn't all perfect and it's never going to be perfect. We're going to find ourselves in challenging situations. So definitely make sure you're not bottling things up or you're avoiding things because I can do that as well like I sometimes I remember 
there was a period when I was just watching a lot of Netflix. Like if I was stressed, I would just go straight to Netflix and I would do that because I didn't want to think about it anymore. I wanted to be in a different world, so, so to say. And it just became too much for me because as I was shifting my attention to somewhere else or trying to avoid this thing that was basically affecting me, it was building up like it wasn't getting tended to and I'm sure that most of us do that on a daily basis or a weekly basis or a monthly basis or it might just be periodically but it's really important to recognize when you're doing that otherwise kid you not like otherwise you might find yourself in a really challenging situation where you wouldn't even know what to do because you've avoided it for so long so number four learn to say no to things and don't worry about FOMO so the fear of missing out this one is very difficult because like I said I like to help people out I used to be I wouldn't say I am now but I used to be a people pleaser like I used to just want to make sure that everyone is happy and put myself last and I would just say yes to things. I would say yes to things because I didn't want that person to feel bad. And I would also say yes to things because I didn't want to feel like I was missing out on whatever that opportunity was. And I think sometimes as you get older, because as you get older, you just realise that everyone is on different paths and what might be good for somebody else is just not good for you. And you value your time more. You just realise that you can't just say yes to everything. Sometimes you just have to say no and you don't have to have a reason for it. So for example, going out to places, I used to like, I don't know, not really make up an excuse, but I used to say, oh, I'm busy, I'm working and I'll find work for me to do just so that I don't feel guilty about not attending this particular event. I've now come to realise that I don't need to give a reason as to why I don't want to go somewhere. Sometimes I just want to chill, sometimes I just want to be in my bed, lying down, doing nothing and that's completely fine, it's okay. So if you don't want to do something, don't feel like you have to and don't feel like you're missing out on something. I mean, unless it's a, you know, depending on what it is. If it's an opportunity that you just can't miss, then yeah, by all means, try to attend. But if it's affecting your mental health or your well-being or you're just not feeling up to scratch, make sure you take time to have some time to yourself. Because the more we're around other people, the more likely you can lose sight of you know yourself and like maybe the current situation that you're going through or just really checking in with yourself so yeah that's would be my fourth point learn to say no to things and lastly I would say track your gratitude and achievements with a journal I say that because we often don't even give ourselves the credit we don't give ourselves any credit and I used to write long lists of what I wanted to achieve in like a week or a day and these lists would go up to like 20, 20 tasks that I needed to complete in a week. That would give me so much anxiety to the point where I would get so mad at myself for not achieving any of these things and 
I would put myself down and just say, oh, you haven't done anything. You're so lazy. What have you got to say for yourself? Like these thoughts would be going through my head. And it's really a such a negative way to think. It's such a negative mindset to be in. So I would say track your achievements in small sizes and track your task and what you've completed in small chunks as well because realistically especially if you're working a nine to five and you have a side hustle for example it's really hard to manage all those as it is and then for you to on top of that add your 10 to 20 lists of things that you need to achieve in that week or that short frame time frame it really puts a lot of pressure on you so I would say include three things that you were able to accomplish today and three things that you are grateful for as well and just recognize that you have achieved certain things and even if it's the smallest thing as I don't know you what can I say you made yourself lunch for that week yeah so that is an achievement as itself because it's something that you needed to do and it's something that you have done as well and it might just be the most miniature thing that you wouldn't really recognize you just overlook it basically so I would say yeah track your achievements and keep your task list to a minimum and just build it from there like keep it to two or three every couple of days and you will see those changes you will see those improvements Whereas if you have a longer list, you're more likely to just get depressed, especially if it's something that takes a long time. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something from it. I think obviously I wasn't able to go into everything. I think mental health is such a a massive topic of discussion. So There's definitely a lot more areas that I could have gone into. But I think for now, the main thing that I wanted people to take away from this is that A, you needed to put yourself first. Put yourself first. Kind of put other things to the backseat for a bit and focus on your own well-being. Because at the end of the day, if you're not at 100%, everything else most likely won't even align. So yeah, that's really what I wanted to get at. Make yourself a priority. And then also like check in with your own mental health. Um, I think a lot of us do mask our feelings a lot and a lot of things get swept away, especially if you're under pressure and you have certain things that you want to get done that we forget about our mental self. But when it comes to the physical side of things, we're just on job. So really don't neglect your mental health at all. And if you do feel like you need to speak to somebody or if you don't know what to do, um, reach out to a friend, reach out to a counsellor and just make sure that it gets out and don't keep it to yourself. I think that's what this whole mental health awareness campaign is all about, like for people to speak up and speak out about their experiences and what they're going through and there's so many avenues you can take there's so many platforms and so many organizations that are out there that you can access 
um, which I think is absolutely amazing. So yeah, you've come to the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you guys have any questions or any comments or what I just mentioned, please do reach out to us. You can reach us at She's in the Pod on Twitter, at She's in the Pod on Instagram, on our website, so www.she'sinapod.com. And just send us like any feedback or messages about this particular topic. This is definitely something that we'll be talking about more often when the other girls are here as well. Yeah, we just, I kind of just wanted to shine a light on this topic and it was on my heart. So yeah, thank you very much and I will see you in the next episode.